Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Lightstock.com. From the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast. I'm Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. Early, uh, probably uh, two, three years ago, there was a, a, there is a family in the church that we were going to that said that there, if there's any weak points in your marriage... Uh, homeschooling will definitely bring it out mm-hmm. and stress it even more. And uh, I think that that's really true. It forces you to work on it more. And so you have to be committed. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. That clip we heard was David Nunry of the Teach Them Diligently conferences. And we are really excited to have David and his wife, Leslie, on later in the program. But what are we talking about tonight, Kench? We're talking about what homeschooling does to a marriage. And we have some interviews from the floor of the Nashville Teach Them Diligently convention, where you and I spent time interviewing Nashvillians about uh, what homeschooling has done to their marriage. And we also have Perler's Treasure Chest tonight. Keep listening. We've got a great show for you tonight. We're thrilled to let you know that our friends and partners, Lightstock.com, is giving away 10 free credits to everyone who signs up using the link in the show notes. If you haven't already heard about Lightstock, they're the ones who are putting an end to cheesy Christian stock photography. If you use stock photos in your designs or blog posts, then Lightstock is something you should definitely check out. Hey, Kench, they are not kidding. These guys really are putting an end to cheesy Christian stock photos. I love these guys. I've been using them in my own blog posts. Great photos at a great cost. Check them out. Going to the chapel and we're gonna get married. Going to the chapel and we're gonna get married. 
We're back in the studio tonight. How are you doing, Kenj? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm drinking good coffee. I see you've enjoyed a bowl of ice cream. Okay, I won't say anything. <laughs> Normally it's chocolate. When I used to drive myself, when I did blog posts, I would drive it on black coffee and hot tamales. <laughs> hot tamales, the candy? Yeah, the candy. Okay. Perfect for a dentist. Um, hey, we have a good topic tonight. Yes, we have a great topic tonight. You and I are sitting in a room alone. Okay. And we're talking about marriage. Yeah. Wow, we've invited the whole world in on this little uh, conversation <laughs> we're having. So once again, Intimate. our marriage is being pressed upon by homeschooling. Mm, this happens true. to be a podcast tonight. Irony. Hey, I have a good intro for tonight. Okay. Do you want to get in the time machine with me and go back to 1997? No. Yeah. <laughs> I had a ton more hair. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I I hate to say this, but you were bigger because I think you were pregnant. I was likely pregnant, with, yeah. With uh, maybe our third third child. We had a four-year-old mm-hmm. and we were getting ready to uh, go down the path of school, yep. public school, private school, something. Any, any school, yes. Any school. <laughs> and we had a very busy little boy. Yeah. And Precocious, he, bright. Right. Right. And we were going to go, I think we were going to a, a school intro one night, weren't yep, we? we were. And we blew it off and went to the movies instead. Do you remember? Because like, <laughs> like in, on a whim, you said, I think I want to homeschool. <laughs> and I said, oh, sounds good. Yeah. And like a lot of things in our marriage, my response was, yeah, sounds good. Sounds like something you want to do. I'll, I'm behind you. Yeah. And that started us on this path. And we're 17 years later. Yeah. Eight children total. Mm-hmm. Homeschooled all these years. And, uh, you know... It's been a stress on our marriage at points. Yeah, and I don't know what what marriage looks like without the homeschooling because that's what we've done. I mean, yeah, that's, we, that's what our family does. It's kind of like us with kids. I mean, we had children a year and a half into marriage. Right, I right. don't remember marriage with just the two of us. Oh, it sounds good though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So as I was thinking about tonight's introduction to what we're talking about, you know, we were not pioneers in homeschooling. No. We came to the scene a little bit later. We did. But, you know, those initial homeschoolers had so much to prove. Yeah. Um, they were almost rebels. Mm-hmm. You know, we want, to, we want to show you that we can do this well. Yeah. We want to show you we're as good as the public schools. Mm-hmm. They, they had a lot of people against them. And right. they were really, what was the word you used for them? They were kind of... Bushwhacking. Bushwhacking. Yeah. And uh, that wasn't us. No. But we did have a little bit of that, at least with family and friends. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we could do this mm-hmm. just as well. And I think because we get so defensive, you know, just to, to prove that we can do this well. Right. Um, because homeschoolers do that. There's a tendency to only talk about the positives of homeschooling. Absolutely. This is why homeschooling is good. This is why it's great. Right. And, and it's a defensive thing. It is. Yeah. And, and it's, it's okay. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I'm just saying it's, that's a natural thing. Mm-hmm. But because they because homeschoolers do that, one of the things we forget to say is some of the little hidden negatives. Yeah. So we're on a topic tonight, homeschooling and what it does to a marriage. Mm -hmm. And I think there are potentially some negatives here. I mean, I know there are. We've talked to some people. We said we're going to have some people on um, that we we spoke to. Right. Um, But there are some negatives and we're going to talk about that. We are going to touch on the positives as well. Yeah. I think mostly what I want to do tonight is do what we do very well. Let's get real. Yeah. Okay. Let's just be honest because, you know, if you go in eyes wide open, your chances of survival are a lot better because you're equipped. Right. And I've, you know, now at, you know, 
just I'm in my mid forties, mm-hmm. eight children. When I talk to other, especially large family homeschoolers, which mm-hmm. since there's a lot of them that yeah. are large family homeschoolers. <laughs> yeah. When I talk to the dads, there's this unspokenness between us hmm. of the stress that is applied to our marriage. Okay. And I want to ferret that out tonight okay. with you. Okay. Yeah, it, and I think if you're listening to this, you know, we've come to find that a lot of our hurlers are women that are listening mm-hmm. to the show. Mm-hmm. You know what? Go grab your husband. Cause I have some things to encourage him tonight. Um, if, if he thinks this is just another homeschool thing, you're dragging him to <laughs> get him in here. Tell him Fletch is drinking coffee. He's fired up and, and he's got some really great things to say to dads tonight. Um, maybe before we start the discussion, let's go to the floor of the Nashville convention of teach them diligently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we have throughout the show, we're going to have people that we interviewed. We walked up to them with an iPhone <laughs> in our hands <laughs> And people and freaked them out. Yeah, pretty people, much. Yeah. I had a shirt on that said "homeschooling is a buzzkill," right? And you know, I'm this like, uh, you know, we weren't real popular, bald <laughs> guy. You're dressed to the nines because you were speaking. <laughs> I look like some crazy guy with a backpack and an iPhone at saying, "Can I ask you questions?" <laughs> and uh, we went up to people and asked them this simple question: uh, "What effect has homeschooling had on your marriage?" Yeah, pretty that simple. That was the question, right? And boy, we got a lot of great responses. We so did. Let's listen to a couple right now. All right, so here we are with Julie and Chris, and we have the question: What has, how has homeschooling affected your marriage? Well, at first, I would say it would made it rocky. Um, I wanted to make sure I was doing such a good job in homeschooling and keeping up the house and just being this perfect little everything's got it together, mom. And we had pulled a kid out of school, so I really wanted to be like better than the school. Um, and so I was putting too much pressure on me. Chris never put it on me. I put it on me. And I was often a basket case. And I was easily angered and frustrated and mad. And he'd always be, he would always be like, you're all right. You're doing good. You're doing what God needs you to do. Just focus on the kids. It's all right. And now after a couple of years and hearing his constant encouragement, it's good. And that brings us closer. Awesome. Anything you want to add to that? I think... The homeschooling, um, my wife does so much to stand behind me and encourage me in all of my endeavors. This gives me an opportunity to do that for her by coming to the homeschool conferences with her and making decisions about uh, homeschool direction. Wow, these these interviews aren't supposed to make people cry. (laughs) Hey, thanks for taking the time, guys. So, Fletch, I really liked what Julie and Chris had to say because there was an element of reality that this has been, you know, there's some stresses that come with this. Um, but then Julie pop, piped in to say, hey, this is where it's been really a strength in our, you know, in our family. Yep. And so um, there are pros and cons to homeschooling and what it does to your marriage. And I think maybe we need to kind of flesh that out. All right. Well, let's, let's maybe go down the positives first. Okay. Again, we said this earlier that everybody camps on the positives of homeschooling. Right. Publicly. Yeah. So let's maybe just talk about what, what are some of the positive aspects on a marriage that homeschooling can bring? I don't want to hear about academics. We know that it's a better academic. We know that you can get to your children's hearts, all those things that, that people wave banners about. Right. How about in the marriage? What's something you've seen that's a positive, maybe not just in ours, but in, in general? Well, I think you are an, you are allies in um, something that you're trying to do together. And I think that that's a positive. Okay, so even in parenting, you're mm-hmm. now on a team together. Right. Do you remember that mer- that parenting conference we went to? 
and I forget who it was, uh, the guy said, you know, initially you have one kid and it's a two on one and then you have a second kid and it's two on two. Right. And you have a third kid, you go to a zone defense. That's right. And then when you get to four to five to six, they just kind of huddle in the corner and they're kind of sneering at us. That was Bill Butterworth. Oh, is that who that was? It was yeah. just so funny. But similar with homeschooling, you're on a team, mm-hmm. hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully and we're, we're going to talk about the negative side of this too. Yeah, okay. But when you're working together, you're, you're working together on a team. I think another positive is you're really spending some quality time together because if you think about what public school can do to a marriage, yeah. we're going to look at, or private school, uh-huh. you can see that your kids are gone all day. Dad's here, mom's here, kids are here. And at the end of the day, you're maybe just trying to reconnect as a family Mm. And you haven't had the time to make all those little connections that homeschooling allows you to make. Yeah. I think one of the positives that I've seen in our marriage is that you and I have had to be really intentional also about our time together. And I don't know that that's different than somebody whose kids are in school. uh, But, you know, when your kids are with you all the time or most of the time, then you have to look at our relationship um, in in a light that says... If we want this thing to survive, we need to put some time into it. Let's be really intentional about that. Right. And I totally agree with that. And again, I don't know that that's different between homeschooling and public schooling, Mm -hmm. but I know that the burden that homeschooling puts on you is you just feel like you're never alone. Right. Well, as um, an individual, I'm never alone as as an individual, (laughs) but then, I mean, let's look at us tonight. Practically, we are in a locked office Mm -hmm. away from our kids and- and actually, our kids have said, you know, what do you need in order to go re- uh, record tonight? Mm-hmm. And what did we need? We needed alone time. We needed to intentionally put this on the calendar. Right. And uh, as much as we're recording for the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, this is a lot of fun. We spend time together in this room. Right. You know, I don't think we often think of being pressed uh, or going through trials or or things that, that really kind of hold us to the fire as being a positive. But I would say that these things have made our marriage stronger. Um, you know, the burdens that we've had to bear, the stresses, the, the, the things that come with homeschooling, which, you know, we're going to hear a lot on the podcast from other women who say, I feel inadequate, you know, or husbands who say, my wife feels inadequate. We heard that a lot on that convention floor. And I would say that those times of feeling pressed or feeling um, like, you know, I'm not that great at what I'm doing or I'm failing, bring me closer to the, to the cross and bring you closer to me in that. You know, that's a great point. And I'd actually like to play a clip again from the floor that, that addresses maybe that exact same thing we've been talking about. All right, it's Fletch and we're on the convention floor with Brian and Mandy. And the question is, how has homeschooling affected your marriage? Well, <clears throat> I would have to say that, you know, as far as our marriage, you know, it it has strengthened us um, for the simple fact is, you know, we found, you know, certain, I guess, gaps in our marriage that, you know, has has drawn us closer together. Uh, It it is stressful, um, but it, it, you know, through that stress, through that time, we've learned to adapt and uh, work together to try to figure out what we need to do better um, to make sure that our children grow up in the Lord. So that's that's what we're trying to do is, you know, we know these children have been given to us, so we want to make sure that we continue to grow them 
uh, you know, in the Word, in the Lord. So. And we haven't had too much stress because he's very accommodating and lets me buy the curriculum I want. And <laughs> oh. He frowns a little at how much I spend, but he says if that's what you need, you get it. So that helps <laughs> a lot. Oh, good guy. <laughs> it's all about chocolate, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> if you remember that couple, Kendra, yeah, they were the hurlers that found us on the floor and said, we listened to you, so we took a picture with them. That was cool. And they're up on our Facebook page. Yeah. And we love hearing from our fans. So uh, just maybe a quick shout out that if you want to reach us, email us, talk to us on Facebook. We reply, it's us. You get to reach us. We'll talk to you. All right. So we've talked a little bit about the positive. Now let's uh, maybe camp a little bit on the the hidden side of homeschooling, maybe the negative effects that we've heard or that we've experienced that this can have on a marriage. Well, I'd say right off the bat, the obvious one is that your kids are with you all day long. And for me, um, as the introvert in our relationship, I get tired of being touched. I mean, just that, like, you know, kids hanging on me. And, and when I was nursing babies, I just felt like if one more person touches me, I, I'm going to lose it here. Well, you come home. And I want to touch you. And you want to touch yeah, me. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> that's, right. Again, homeschooling moms, this is the time to go get your husbands and say, come listen to what Fletch is about to say. Go ahead. You continue, Kendra. <laughs> well, I want to know what you're about to say. Oh, I'm going to say that that this that homeschooling can destroy intimacy. Yeah. You know, when you're a you know, uh, let's use the old goofy homeschool pictures of the the knight away swinging away at dragons all day, and he comes home to see his princess, and <clears throat> she's been. <laughs> Funny. I'm sorry. I have this picture of a princess, like yeah. face down on the floor, yeah. <laughs> holding holding a a, <laughs> a pitcher of margaritas, right? Pretty much. No. So you know, it, I think homeschooling can destroy intimacy um, because you're right. At the end of the day, let's face it, guys. Typically, it's the end of the day when we're connecting with our wives, right? And um, you know, at the end of the day. You are wiped out. Mm -hmm. You've had enough. Mm -hmm. You've had enough of squabbles. You've had enough of solving problems. Yeah. You've had enough of uh, putting together a meal, whatever it is, you know, um, you've just had enough of everybody. And so you're right. The last thing you want is a husband putting his arms around you. Well, and it's not that. It's not that I don't want my husband. It's that it's just that I have met my quota. You know, I don't even know how to explain that. If you're, if you're not an introvert and you don't, you know, you don't get that. If you're a hugger, I am, I'm not, I don't want to hug anybody most of the time anyway. (laughs) And then you add the fact that I've got all these little people, you know, physically on me. Mighty Joe now is, I don't have no more nursing babies or toddlers, but I've got a brain injured six-year-old who is, who wants to pretty much crawl on top of me all the time. Right. And so, you know, boy, I've had to learn to tolerate more of that than my personality would like. But the, it doesn't change the fact that by the time you get home, I, I'm just sort of ready to kind of crawl into my little side of the bed and be done with people touching me. Sure, That's not okay to in our marriage. I mean, yeah. you know, that's just not a healthy place to be. No. And, and my encouragement, I'm going I'm to have a question here at the end of this podcast for dad. So, so keep listening. But at this point, I, w- I would say, hey, just be aware. Yeah. You know, you may have been away all day uh, doing what you do, and you may be coming home saying, I need my wife, but your wife is a homeschooling mom. Yeah. And there are just times 
maybe like we said earlier, you just need to realize that you need to be intentional with that homeschooling wife and say, hey, tonight's a night off, no school, no books, no planning, mm-hmm. just us. Mm-hmm. And and maybe give her a heads up. <laughs> yeah. How do you, I know that, you know, for us, you have had periods of time um, and probably crops up still where you feel rejected by me. And I'm not intentionally rejecting you. You know, I'm just wiped out and done, you know, for the day or the week. How do you, as a guy, look at this with some sort of a um, rational, logical view and say, okay, here's what I know. And I'm not going to allow myself to get, to feel rejected by her because she's not rejecting me. She's just wiped out. Yeah. And again, it's the same as everything. You just keep talking or asking or, 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 you know, anchoring yourself in the gospel. Mm -hmm. You know, first off, my identity is never in you. My, my acceptance isn't coming from you. Mm -hmm. It's, it's coming from the Lord anyway. So, uh, it just anchoring yourself in truth is what I'm saying. Right. Um, so yeah, it hurts intimacy. You know, we've heard people say we lose our time, uh, mm-hmm. or we've learned we've lost the time we had together. And not to make this super choppy, but we had a really good response to this one. Let's listen to it really quick. All right, this is Fletch. I'm on the floor of the convention, and I'm here with Matt. And the question is, how has homeschooling affected your marriage? Well, I would say that because we're homeschooling and we spend so much time with the kids during the day into the evening. It really affected the amount of time my wife and I have been able to spend one-on-one together. Yep. Um, it cuts into some of our date time. It cuts into some of... And when we do have a date, we talk about the boys. We talk about homeschooling because it honestly it dominates our life, our life right now. We've got two in elementary school. We have a third coming on our way up. We're talking about curriculums for her already. We're talking about what homeschool is going to look like next year. It just dominates conversations. It's it's kind of the biggest thing in our life right now. And so that affects our intimacy a little bit. It, it affects our, our open communication. Communication is great. It's just on one topic. Yep. And so, uh, you know, we're always looking for ways to kind of break out of that that and in, in into stuff where we can talk on a, about each other, about our relationship, what's next for us. Um, and it's a struggle. You know, I love the way Matt answered that question there. And I would say I've heard that from several of my friends uh, who are homeschooling dads, especially, like I said, the large family dads. But this idea that it's just all-encompassing and mm. homeschooling can take over uh, this area of your marriage and date nights and you know, your <laughs> wife is talking about curriculum and she's planning meals. <laughs> Do you remember how many date nights we've had where I'm, I I like bring my pad of paper and I say, okay, I need to talk to you about school in the fall and what, what curriculum you think for this child and right. <laughs> so many of them. And I'm thinking, I just want to spend time with you and kiss. Right. Um, no, so I would tell these guys, I, I would encourage you, man, if you're listening, if your wife has dragged you into the conversation by now, um, and if you're here, if I hope you have good friends. And if not, be the good friend that reminds the other guy that, that these are not it's not a scale where she's choosing this over you. These are, are uh, things of necessity. Right. You know, when your wife says, how come you didn't come home in time? And you say, I had to be at work. That was necessity. You're putting a meal on the table. So your wife, if she's doing the primary homeschooling, it's necessity that the curriculum is planned. It's necessity that the lesson plan is done or that the field trip is scheduled or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. She's not rejecting you 
for this. Yeah. She's trying to do both probably and like you just gets frustrated. Mm -hmm. So as we're going to get ready to go to this interview now with David and Leslie Nunnery, we asked them the same question about homeschooling and marriage. But Ken, do you remember what Leslie had to say about what happens when your marriage is um, kind of squished or crunched or you feel pinched in your marriage? I sure do. And I don't want to give it away because what she says is, is really key, I think, to what we're talking about. Um, and it has something to do with equity. All right. Well, let's go to the interview. Uh, listen for this part. It's really good. And uh, again, we have a lot of fun with David and Leslie. We're on Skype. And uh, we're <laughs> going to leave a few of the funny parts in uh, because there was there was some funny things that happened during this interview <laughs> that will make you laugh. And uh, we'll be back at the end uh, just to talk a little bit more and then to wrap up our show. And we are excited to have special guests with us in the studio by way of Skype from across the country. I know. Yeah, isn't it cool? It is. It's early here, but it's late there for them. So we're very happy that they agreed to join us from South Carolina. We have the nunneries. And Ken, why don't you tell a little bit about how we know them and how you met them? I've had the privilege of um, helping them or not really helping you all, but just being on a team of people who love and want to promote the Teach Them Diligently conferences, which you all have started and are running and running with, which is exciting. Why don't we let our guests tell us who they are? Uh, well, my name's David Nunnery. Uh, we, uh, I guess we, we started Teach Them Diligently together. Um, I'm also president of a mission board called Worldwide Tent Makers, which existed before Teach Them Diligently. Yeah, I am Leslie Nunnery, and I get to homeschool four children and help a lot with the production and marketing of Teach Them Diligently. Um, it, it has kind of taken over our lives. In in a lot of ways, we, we pray and strive every day for balance, and that's a very difficult thing to find. Um, but but it has been a great blessing to our family as well. So that that is kind of where we're coming from here. Okay. So Wow, very cool. So how, how long have you all been married? You you want to take that? Boy, put me on the spot <laughs> here. Since 1998. We've been married 15 years. 15 years. Great. It was how, 15 years in April. How many kids do you guys have? We have four. Four kids. Our oldest, two boys that are 14 and 12, and two girls that are 10 and 7. Yeah. Good. Small homeschool family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would like four some days. <laughs> This which is homeschooling four? in real life. I'm not going to tell you which four, four I'd like. <laughs> I was about to say, are you going to choose now yeah. for us? Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> we'll send you the other four. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, the reason, the reason we're asking is tonight's topic is, uh, like we've talked to you about, is um, homeschooling and marriage, uh, but maybe what homeschooling does to a marriage. And so we just want to be kind of real and honest and take this conversation with wherever it goes, but... Uh, maybe what are some of the stresses, some of the trials that people are afraid to talk about? Mm. Uh, but then again, what are some of the blessings that we don't shout loud enough, you know, from the rooftops? That's... Well, well, let me lead with some with some blessings. Okay. Um, because <clears throat> while there are trials and it it turns your life upside down, it really does. <laughs> but 
you know, daddy comes home and we've all been studying together and we've been studying and doing the same thing. And, and the energy of all these people running up and telling daddy what we learned in history or what we did in this or, you know, that is a great blessing. And that ties you together in a way that, that is pretty unique. And, and so I, I'm very, very thankful for, for that element of homeschooling. Um, there's no closing bell to homeschooling. Yeah. Uh, it's not like, you know, 3 o'clock and it's over. Yeah. Uh, and one of the... Sundays, 3 o'clock, we're just starting. Yes, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. And um, it's just, it, it never stops. And you are constantly in the midst of homeschooling your kids. So that's actually uh, one of the biggest blessings. And it can become somewhat of a frustration, too, because you're never off. Yeah, no, I want to branch from that because um, well, we have a favorite quote I like to use around here. But well, that's not a favorite quote. Actually, it's not favorite at all. But I think it's a real quote. <laughs> it's just said often. It's just said often. <laughs> I don't even know what you're going to say. Yeah, well, um, but I'll, maybe I'll direct it to you guys because because you're never off. But I say I always say if I if I ever really did oh. believe in reincarnation, I would like to come back as Kendra's keyboard because then she'd have her hands all over me. Because the the con you know the, the oh. you know the humor there is that you know as we're falling asleep at night, there's there's a, a laptop that's there with us still doing blogging, still doing homeschooling, still meal prep, still and all good mm-hmm. stuff. There's nothing there that I would say has even stolen Kendra's heart away from. It's just logistics. Yeah, it's just yeah. eight kids. We've got to get our menus planned, but life has not turned off at. 9, 10, 11 o'clock. So do you guys relate to that at all, or have you seen that? (laughs) Well, not the actual quote. You don't have to (laughs) confess that. Oh, yeah, that's a great quote. I'm writing that down. We we may get that (laughs) in vinyl. Yeah, I think that uh, we have, uh, well, Leslie has tried to institute the rule many times of no electronic instruments of any kind upstairs. And uh, no phones, no computers, nothing, because... Yeah, as uh, we're supposed to be going to bed. But. It, it, uh, <laughs> it does invade that, that time. And, um, but it's hard. Well, and so. I think that, that that really leads into one of the real struggles with homeschool. And that is, not only does David have to share me with our four children... But he also shares me with the full-time job of being a teacher. And in our case, the full-time job of marketing these events and interacting with bloggers and, and, this, and, and attendees and so on, it does put a lot, a lot more stress. I think that you have to very consciously remember the equity that you've built up with one another so that on yeah. those days that, um, that you – you're just you're having a bad day or you're frustrated or you're stressed you, you need to to bring up all of those reasons why you you're together and why you love one another and why the this too shall pass you you build up enough equity that that these little inconveniences and when you really just want to chuck the computer across the room <laughs> this too will pass there was a, a there is a family at the church that we we're going to that said that there, if there's any weak points in your marriage, 
uh, homeschooling will definitely bring it out mm-hmm. and stress it even more. And uh, I think that that's really true. And um, it forces you to work on it more. Oh. And so you have to be committed. And uh, I think that that's probably the word for homeschooling as well. Is that a lot of new homeschoolers, they think that it's the education side that they're not adequate to, right. to handle. That's not the part you need to worry about. Yeah, it's the time and the commitment and, and the constant element of homeschooling. It, you're never off. And uh, you have to stay on top of it and you need to be disciplined about it. That's the part that's the that that is hard about homeschooling, and uh, I don't think uh, uh, many families are prepared for that when they start homeschooling. And I think that's the reason why homeschooling is so hard the first year, is because that element of it catches them by surprise, because they're prepared for this education thing. Yeah, and that's not it. <clears throat> I, I'm sorry, I have an intruder. One second. <laughs> Really? You came in here to have me smell that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it smells like strawberries. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. The emergency was something that smells like strawberries. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm putting it on. Let's go. I'm putting it on. All right. Love you. Me too. Okay. <laughs> edit, edit, edit. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's not being edited. Are you kidding it. me? That's real life. Homeschooling <laughs> in real life is, can you stop the interview? I want you to smell this. It smells like strawberries. You like strawberries? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, no, I think I think that kind of picking up where David left off, I, I feel really strongly about the fact that you've got to make a conscious effort to remember why you're together. You you have to remember to flirt. You have to remember. I mean, I, I got these four babies because I love him. And <laughs> if if I lose sight of that, and if I get so wrapped up in the fact that I've got laundry piled up upstairs, and I'm frustrated because I'm looking at bookshelves right now that are just horrible, you know, I that stresses me. And I have a great ability to give that to him because he's keenly aware of all that is on me because he loves me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just, we have to remember that first and foremost, God brought us together. And if we don't work on that relationship, our homeschool will not succeed. Our, in our case, our business will not succeed. Our ministry will not be blessed because fundamentally God started with a David and a Leslie that he brought together. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the best things Fletch has ever said to me was I'm on your team. I'm not working against you. I don't drop my laundry on the floor consciously. I'm not trying to make more work for you. I'm on your team. And, um, I think, man, more than anything as homeschoolers, you have to remember you are on each other's team. Um, I liked what you said, Leslie, about equity. You know, you draw upon your equity. Like I say with Kendra, I'm on your team. And and I know everything I did today looked like I wasn't on your team. But I need you to draw upon our equity and say, yeah, I do know that. I I trust that you're not working against me. But today it really Mm -hmm. felt like it. And be able to, and what we say is just have the real conversation. Mm -hmm. All right. So, David, one dad to another, uh, or one husband to another is what I meant to say. 
Sure. Uh, one husband to another. You have uh, a new couple that's interested in homeschooling. And the husband says, man, we've been at this. It's, you know, it's October. So we've been at it a month. <laughs> and, uh, man, this is just taxing our marriage. My wife is exhausted. She's frustrated. Um, I, we're just going to, I don't like what this is doing to our marriage. We're just going to stop. Um, what's your encouragement to that guy coming up to you? Well, I, <clears throat> I think I would um, first ask him why they started homeschooling in the first place. I think it's important to kind of lay that foundation first because if you don't have a good foundation, it, it's, you know, the building falls really easy. So uh, I would worry about the foundation and, and bring up that level of it. And if they're a Christian, obviously the foundation is based on discipleship. They need to lay hold of that. And that is the reason why they're homeschooling. It's a great academic exercise. It's great for academics. But this is about discipleship. And then um, beyond that, if, if they're having a hard time, you know, sometimes when you come through really hard times, it's just Lord burning off the dross, you know. And, and when you're, you burn out all the impurities, you get something really shiny and beautiful afterwards. Yeah. And uh, you have to go through that sometimes. And that really uh, um, reaffirms for a lot of people. And if you, you stick with it and you're committed, it will reaffirm the reason why you started it in the first place. I don't have a follow-up, but I would ask her the same, the same type of question, but geared toward the mom who comes and says, this is so hard. So what's your, what do you normally say to somebody, to a mom who's just struggling in those first few months or years even of homeschooling? Well, I, I would, like David, I would point them to why they did it. Why I have told so many people that if you don't feel like God is calling you to homeschool, it it probably will be too hard for you. It's it just, you really, there are so many reasons and so many days that you're going to want to give up because Satan knows that if he can, if he can get you off task, if he can take your focus off of the mission of why God has called you to do this, then, then he can get little victories all along the way. And, and we just, we have to keep our eye on the mission at hand. All right. How about some uh, fast burning questions about marriage? Ooh. Fast burning questions. You ready? Okay. I guess so. First person that can answer this question: Where was your first date? Real date or pseudo date? Yes. Do, do we count friend dates? I was the master of free dates, though, because after that we went and hung out at some new residential house that was very we, nice. Yeah, we walked through houses I that were being money. built, and <laughs> he was a grad student, so we walked around the mall and shared a cookie. I had no money. <laughs> wow. We, we went and fed ducks a lot. Yes, we did that. Wow, we couldn't waste the bread on the ducks. <laughs> you, 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 you people were apparently rich. Um, uh, okay, so as a, as a couple right now, um, where is your favorite place to get away? And uh, at home, not like big vacations. Where do you like to get away uh, to get, you know, to kind of reconnect? Out to dinner, movies, something like that? There, there are some cabins up in the mountains of North Carolina that we can go away for just yeah, a, a day and a half or so because they're so close. 
and it's just awesome because there's no internet. So that's that <laughs> in and of itself makes it awesome. <laughs> yep. Um, any other fast questions for him? What are you most looking forward to this year together? Vacation. <laughs> yeah. We're looking forward to the conventions. Um, looking forward to going back overseas. Um, but yes, I think off in a vacation right now. If our listeners, um, who love everybody we talk to, uh, want to learn more about you as a couple or you as a, um, as homeschoolers, what's the best place on the web that they could find you or find out information about you? Well, I would say that there's two places. One of them is Worldwide Tent Makers. And then obviously the, uh, um, the homeschool convention, teachthemdiligently.net. Um, as far as the conventions, uh, what do you have scheduled for 2014? Well, we have Nashville, March 20th to the 22nd. Uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina, April 3rd through 5th. Washington, D.C., May 15th through the 17th. And Dallas, Texas, June 26th to the 28th. Well, hey, we want to thank you guys for being on the Homeschooling IRL podcast. That was a great interview with David and Leslie, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some of those points we were talking about. I think what Leslie had to say about uh, relationship equity was just fantastic. Uh, That's something I've used over and over since she said it. Um, I think what David had to say about uh, the weak points in a marriage being exposed when you start homeschooling. I think that's great for new homeschoolers that are listening to this podcast. Uh, just know that they're going to you know, maybe pop up. Um, but before I wrap up my part of the discussion, I wanted to encourage the dads that are listening. And uh, this is what I want to ask. What are you doing to protect your marriage? Uh, how are you being intentional? How are you being creative? What are you doing in the midst of busy homeschooling to pull apart time just to focus on your marriage? And guys, let me tell you, this may require being very creative. It might require um, being a, showing a lot of self-control and saving money so you can do something special with just you and your wife. Um, but I just want to ask that question and you can correspond back with me uh, or just think about this, but uh, just a question to ask. You know, on the other side of this, Fletch, I've been reading Crystal Payne's new book called Say Goodbye to Survival Mode. And um, I really appreciate one little exercise she has you do, and that is to take your priorities, uh, your life priorities. So homeschooling would be one, or maybe that falls under the category of family and children, Um, Maybe if you work, you know, that's another priority. Uh, Your spiritual life would be a priority. But then to say, what are the best things in those categories, in those priority categories, what are the best things? And I was making this list one night and I'm thinking, well, obviously Fletch is the best in my... Right on. (laughs) This is a fantastic exercise you're doing. (laughs) Well, and that's my point. Okay, so this is the best. My husband is the best in this category of of family and, you know, my, my, just my family relationships and my marriage. And I like dawned on me, why, if you are the best thing in that category, am I not treating you like you're the best thing in that category? Why am I not pouring the time into you and our relationship 
because you are the best thing in that category. We're going to take a quick break from the podcast for right now. We'll be right back after a a little time of smooching. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's that's a good question. It is. And I think, you know, we have so many things on our plates as homeschooling moms. So what can you think about right now that, that is the best of all of those, all of those plates you're spinning and then realize that your marriage really is one of the best. Hey, that's a great place to end our discussion on this topic, but we don't want it to end. We want to keep talking about it. So go to Facebook, go to our blog, go to Twitter, any place you want to keep talking about how homeschooling has affected your marriage. Uh, please feel free to just keep this conversation alive and going. In the meantime, uh, before we wrap up the show for tonight, we have one more special segment. We haven't done this one in a long time. The Hurler's Treasure Chest. All right, for Hurler's Treasure Chest, don't forget, this is the time of the show where Kendra and I share something that we love and we think you're going to love too. Kendra? Yes, Fletch? What do you have for our listeners tonight? Well, behind door number four, <laughs> I feel like Vanna White. That's the wrong Vanna show. White does not open doors. <laughs> she spins letters. Carol um, Merrill. Okay. Carol Merrill from Let's What? Let's when Go. were you born? Carol Merrill? It's like 1964. Yeah, for our <laughs> listeners, I'm a big Jimmy Buffett fan, and he sings a, sol- a song called Door Number Three. Right. And one of the lines is about Carol Merrill. But so isn't I know Jimmy her. Buffett like 70 years old? Right. No. Yeah. No, he's not 70 years old. Oh, I'm sorry, 68? Yeah, something. But <laughs> you know what? That's silly. You're just I'm making just fun now. I'm just making just fun. Just because Kendra goes to hip, cool music, and I go to hip, cool music. Yeah, because I take you. Okay. Anyway, my favorite thing this, well, it's been my favorite thing for quite some time is just the platform that we run our blog and site on. And actually, I think between the two of us, what do we have, four sites on squarespace.com? Yes. Yes. And we are huge Squarespace fans. Huge. Huge. Um, I'm going to be focused in, or I'm going to be uh, shown in the uh, national advertising campaign because I won that contest. That's you're going to get to hear my voice yeah. on the national campaign for Squarespace. That's so cool. I know. So that's so, your favorite. That's my favorite. And I, I'll tell you a couple of things about them that are just fantastic. You know, you and I, we we ditched WordPress for Squarespace and right. never looked back. No, because I hate WordPress. <laughs> so, yeah. And the hard thing about being bloggers who are not just hobby bloggers, but really serious and professional bloggers, um, everybody's on WordPress. And I keep saying, Squarespace, Squarespace. Once you go, Squarespace, you never go back. It's kind of like Mac. Yep. Yep. So we use Macintosh and Squarespace. Win, win. Win, win. And so mine is Squarespace this week. What's yours? Yeah. Um, No, but mine this month is I was on Facebook a couple weeks ago, and a buddy from college that I was in a fraternity with, his name's Eric, he started a new company called Jocks and Tees. Now, you guys know how much I like the Dollar Shave Club. Every month I get five blades for a buck right. sent right to me, yep. and I, I shave my head and my face. Every, well, I shave my face all the time, but my head once a week. I love Dollar Shave Club. Well, Jocks and Tees is the same thing. Based on the statistic that men change their underwear once every seven years, it's an automatic renewable underwear service program where they send you underwear. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Back up. Yeah. 
How often well, do men I, the change their underwear? Was, we were listening to Kelly and Michael the other day, and they said that there was a study that said every seven years, men that's buy right. new underwear. That's right. I did see that, and I was just a little creeped out. Yeah, so that's not me, obviously. I'm, no. I'm you know, I'm a You're a big, and Tees guy. I'm a big fan of getting fresh underwear. <laughs> so, jocksandtees.com. You can order your underwear. They have uh, a couple brands. They have all different styles. You know, boxers, briefs, jockey, the whole nine yards. Whatever you want to wear, they have it where it will automatically ship to you and automatically build your credit card. So every, what, 30 days, 60 days, four months, six months, year, you can get fresh underwear delivered to your door. I love Jocks and Tees, and this is a shout-out to my buddy Eric. I hope his business is a smashing success. Hey, before we leave, we want to say thank you to David and Leslie Nunry for being on our show and to all of our interviews on the floor of the Teach Them Diligently conference in Nashville. Kinch, do you want to give them a shout out? Absolutely. I'm telling you, these are some of my favorite conferences to speak at. Uh, David and Leslie love the gospel. They love Jesus. They love families. They want to see you disciple your kids well. They have a couple of conferences coming up in Washington, D.C. and in Dallas, Texas. So if you're in either of those areas of the country, look it up, teachthemdiligently.net, and see if you can attend. You will not be disappointed. Hey, thanks for listening tonight. We'll talk to you in two weeks. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more information on this podcast, to contact your hosts, or to connect with Fletch and Kendra on social media, visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com. 